www.wdbradio.com. WWDB 860 AM Philadelphia and WPEN HD2 Burlington, Philadelphia. Welcome, everybody. This is your low-voiced uh, host, Dan Casasio, the Don't Back Down show, uh, coming to you from wonderful, beautiful Philadelphia. I'm sitting here hoping that the person sitting at our desk with us will make Philadelphia even more beautiful. David O., he will be in uh, our studio today, and we'll be just talking about the mayor's race, which is probably heating up a little bit. Uh, but we have, um, with my fabulous co-host and lawyer who told me that the resting place of all failed lawyers can be found in the U.S. Congress. Perfect or, example is uh, Joe Biden. Or, or sometimes City Hall in Philadelphia. Now that David's <laughs> over here, I think we should say. Oh, that was a zinger for you. <laughs> no, not for him. I know, I know, I know. Because uh, of what goes on over there, it's unbelievable. And, of course, we have our high-tech individual, uh, the man with two first names, uh, William Michaels. And, of course, uh, uh, she just informed me that there are 12 seconds in in uh, one year, January 2nd, February 2nd, March 2nd, April 2nd, May 2nd, all the way through to December 2nd. The fabulous executive co-producer, co-producer <laughs> Liz no, Deal. She, she's the only executive The only producer. executive producer, yes. Liz Deal, yes. Yeah, I had a really dig for that one today, oh and I thought that was cute. 12 <laughs> seconds in a year. I said, that's something that Liz would come up with. Well, I have to hear about your announcements after the show, so they have to be good. Yeah. Anyhow, we have a great show today because, uh, as I said, we have David O in the uh, in studio, but we're also uh, bringing in uh, Tina Bess, who's uh, with Moms for Liberty. Tia, Tia Bess. Tia Bess, excuse me. Tia Bess, T-I-A-B-E-S-S, uh, from Moms for Liberty. She'll be joining us, and we hope to hear from... Uh, couple of commissioner races uh, from Montgomery County. Uh, we have Steve Feldman from ZOA, Zionist Organization of America. He'll be stopping by to talk about yep. the big event. Maybe, maybe we can see him running across the street now. I don't know. Right. He's in that building right there. Yep. Uh, so we have a, a great uh, schedule today. Stan, we also have Andy Meehan as a guest today. Oh, Andy Meehan, yes. The, to talk uh, about the uh, lawsuit. And we also have Mark Houck who's running for Congress to give us an update on his new announcement and what's going on. He'll be our actual regular guest every week. So only here at the Don't Back Down show can you get an update on what's going on on the campaign for Hout for Congress. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, well, he announced on this show and then right went right to Sebastian Gorka for his national announcement. That was fun. And he's getting, um, you know, national recognition because I've been listening to some other shows and uh, they mention the fact that uh, that that you know mark is uh, going to be running so he he has he has a national presence and i uh, i believe that um uh his opponent in the primary uh, brian fitzpatrick who's been around for a while uh former fbi agent um which is probably maybe a bad thing today amongst uh, yeah, groups of people not a good thing, <laughs> a good thing. uh is um, a little bit upset a little bit scared about it because uh he's starting to go in studio and well, and, uh, in, in, in fairness to Fitzpatrick, Stan, he has a two functions that he can serve in a, in the government right now. He can both arrest conservatives and vote liberal, which, which he does very well. Yes, he does that very well. But um, I'd like to uh, uh, play before um, uh, T- Tina comes on. Tia, 
Yeah, it's like a Tia. Yeah, Tia well, John Bellucci. You know, <laughs> I, I get them all correct. Uh, anyhow, uh, I'd like to play this uh, clip number two. Uh, if my producer or director in the back there is paying attention to my low voice, um, it's, it's, now, it's, uh, cup, uh, it's cut number two. Play that for a minute, if you could. In the long history of the world, only a few generations have been granted the role of defending freedom in its hour of maximum danger. I do not shrink from this responsibility. I welcome it. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Well, I must say that that guy, that guy should run for president. He should run for president. The problem is he could never win as a Democrat on the Democrat <laughs> ticket. I'm sorry. Uh, he was a pro-life candidate, number one. Number two, he was Roman Catholic, which makes him an automatic terrorist, according to the FBI and uh, the DOJ. Right. Only because uh, of school board uh, He was believed in trickle-down uh, economy where uh, he cut taxes and things like that. And he said, "Ask not what the, your country can do for you, but what you can what, what your what you can do for your country, which is complete reverse of what the Biden administration is doing. They're just giving money away like crazy, which ultimately sets itself for the repeat of the 1970s, which was better known as like uh, stagflation, energy lines, and just complete debacle and failure all over. Uh, it just seems that nobody reads history and." Everybody thinks that uh, they're smart, so smart that they can change uh, the marketplace, and you can't. So uh, I think it was very apropos to listen to uh, Jack Kennedy, uh, who uh, never really was able to uh, – of course, he was assassinated relatively early in his, in his term. But he was a motivation for a lot of people to get involved, especially young people. I know I was – honored enough to shake his hands, uh, shake his hand and, and, and shake his wife's hand, uh, Jacqueline Kennedy, at, at Cheltenham Mall uh, back in 1960. I was, uh, I think, You can go there to get shot now. Uh, yeah, now you can go and get, a, get shot there for sure, uh, which is really a shame that we have to say that. But I can remember uh, as a young man, I think it was like 14 years old, we went over to see him. I was very much in tune with history, loved it. So me and a bunch of guys, we go over from from uh, after school, and he's a, he's giving a speech out there in the mall. It was not enclosed; it was all open at the time. And his and we got up to the front row, and uh, his car came by. It was an open car, and the crush of the crowd pushed me into the car. And I remember reaching up with my hand, and he's looking down at me, and he shakes my hand and said, "Be careful, young man." And then, and then Jacqueline kind of reached her hand out, and I was like, I didn't wash my hand for a week. Um, and then the other, the, the other thing that is interesting, you know, when you meet someone who has, got, has power in the room, 
um, something happens in the room. I don't know how many people have been in a situation where you didn't see the person, but something happened. The electricity in the room changed. Trump. Trump, definitely with Trump. Um, But the one thing that happened, my father used to give money to both Republicans and Democrats in Philadelphia because that's when the Republicans still had power and the Democrats. So he gave money. He was a a very bipartisan with his money. We used to call that a businessman. Yes. Um, And uh, he bought tickets uh, to um, a VIP event, and Robert Kennedy was going to be speaking. This is when he was beginning his run for president. And he gave me the ticket because he knew I would want to go. So here I am, maybe 21 years old, and I'm the youngest guy in the room. There's like maybe 35 people or 40 people in this room, and we're still standing around talking. And all at once, everybody kind of turned because something happened in the room. And I turned, and there was Robert Kennedy coming out of the door right in front of me, and he, and he shook my hand first, and he said, nice to meet you, young man. And the first thing that happened was I, he was a little guy, you know? He wasn't that big of a guy. He looked kind of frail. But the energy that he portrayed was really quite amazing. I think Robert Kennedy would have been a wonderful uh, president. He had that rare blend of common sense, conservatism, and uh, as Bill Maher calls it, um, practical liberalism. And um, th- this is the interesting thing about him. And I-, I see some of those qualities in his son, Robert Kennedy Jr., by the way, um, uh, which, um, you know, reading his book and understanding who he is and everything else like that, I think Robert Kennedy Jr. has definitely thrown a wrench into into the Democratic Party's uh, system, and they do not want him to run. So that tells you something about the Democratic Party. You know, Kennedy and the Democratic Party are synonymous, except when you're going against and uh, when you're trying to be just a a true bipartisan type of person and and that's where we are today so ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country and we will be a better country well i want to ask what david o plans to do when he gets to be mayor because and do you david i'm just going to put it to you straight up you were a city councilman for what, two terms? Three terms. Three terms, okay. So you've had 12 years of experience in City Hall. You know what it's like to walk those hallways. You know what you're up against. Do you think, given the way the electoral system is currently operated in Philadelphia, that you have a fair chance of winning? I have a chance of winning. I mean, uh, I would just say that there probably isn't an election, that there isn't some kind of cheating somewhere, right? That's the nature of elections, I'm sorry to say. However, we we end up with a winner, just like kind of I'm an attorney. You get a chance at justice. You don't get justice. And if everything works out right, you'll, you'll, you'll get justice. But that's not the promise. The promise is you'll get a decision and you will live with it. And uh, we have an election and we will live with it. In terms of all the things that people are worried about, I'm intimately familiar with that. Uh, I have been through that myself on three, uh, well, two different occasions. And there are limits to how much uh, nonsense can go on. And uh, any type of um, push, let's call it, push is a good word, um, is really based on a calculation. And the more they think uh, they're in a tight race, the more they got to increase that push. If they think they're in a landslide victory, they're not really going to push too much. Um, 
And so we get into interesting perspectives on strategy and how things are going to turn out. Um, and I think that's really important because when I listen to some of the things I see and hear in our Philadelphia media, uh, they're not even talking about that kind of thing. I'm not sure. Um, maybe they don't care about the election. They don't seem to study the election at all. They don't know how the campaign works. Um, they just say very generalized things, which I think well, they, are, they think the, they think the campaign's over. Probably they, they, they think yeah. because the primary. They, they think that you, that's when you pick the, yeah. the mayor that's, and fill up the primary. They didn't, they didn't crack the cover of the book, so yeah, yeah, they're not really looking at it. So yeah, so yeah, I have a chance of winning. I have a fair chance of winning. Um, the one, the one thing that um, that bothers me is that um, we, especially in Philadelphia. I haven't met a Philadelphian who hasn't complained about the government in Philadelphia and that they keep on voting for the same people. I don't care if it's black, white, whatever, Asian, whatever. Yes. They keep on voting for the same people. When does it hit that by doing the same thing, trying to think you're going to get a different outcome is the definition of insanity? When is that going to finally hit in Philadelphia? Do we really have to hit rock bottom? Because if this lady gets elected, I mean, she's a flat out communist, a socialist to the core and we know socialism fails wherever it's tried. You go from full shells to empty shells. So what 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 are we doing to fight that fight? Well, I, I think there isn't one thing that happens. I think there's several things that have to happen. That's why it's been elusive, right? First, uh, as you said, people have to really want to change. They have to hit, as you say, rock bottom, and we've hit it several times. Um, and I think we're at that point now in the city where, once again, people are at a all-time low, and they really want to change. And they're expressing that. They want the murders to end. They want uh, common-sense reforms. Uh, they want uh, law enforcement, all the things that have been denied to them. Uh, and continuously, um, you know, that's, that's who they're talking about. But you also need a candidate um, that enough people uh, are going to vote for. When I say enough... That means you need a combination of Republicans, independents, and Democrats. Um, you need that a combination to hit the correct numbers. So there are a lot of people who complain, and we know they're not going to vote. So you really cannot uh, kind of count on them. We hope they vote, but they don't vote. So we look at people who actually do vote. And uh, there's a certain number who, if they don't vote in a mayoral race— they do vote for governor. They vote for president. They're registered. Everything's all set except they don't vote for mayor. They're probably the people that are more likely, if you talk with them and touch them, that they will come out a portion of them and vote. But you must be able to convert a certain percentage of Democrats who, as you said, are sick and tired uh, with the uh, murders, with the violence, and uh, with the um, with the just stagnated, entrenched politics that they know is preventing those actual services from from being delivered. So, uh, when you and let me just ask David this before yeah. we jump in, we have certain areas of Philadelphia who that are hardcore Democrat, but they are very wealthy areas, mm -hmm. uh, and they seem to continue to vote the same way. I don't know whether it's virtue signaling or what is in these people's minds, uh, but. What kind of – have you had meetings – I'm sure you've had meetings with those – in those areas of these affluent um, democratic areas. Not have so you, much. Not so much. Have, I mean first of all, I don't need to talk with them. They know everything they need to know. They can make up their minds. You know, They are 
very concerned about violence. They do want law enforcement, whatever they say. We know that from the polling and the uh, surveys. They, but but you you haven't you know gotten uh, had, well, you, well, I'm sure you've had some at least one or you've had to have a meeting with them just to get a sense hey, is the possibilities. People well, could... who, who would I talk to? And quite frankly, <laughs> I mean, like there isn't like one leader or something. You know, actually, who I talk to is on the opposite end. I talk to the poorest people in the most violent parts, the filthiest parts of Philadelphia. They're the ones who actually want to change. They're the ones who recognize that they are the dumping ground of all these problems. They want to change. The question that you raise is, but they keep voting for the same people. You know, they keep voting for the same people. Um, But part of it is you have to have someone who they know. You know, in other words, I've been a three-term council person, and I have been for 11 years in their neighborhood and communities. Um, So they do know who I am. Uh, And they have to have a sense that you sincerely care about them and their children and their future, and and you are able to talk with them. Listen, it's not a very difficult conversation. They want police. They want law enforcement. They want people arrested. They want the drug dealers gone. They want the prostitutes off the street. They want their kids to be able to walk and play. They want the uh, illegal dumping to end. There's nothing difficult about this conversation. The, The issue arises, do you vote for a Republican? And there, if if they don't know who you are, if they've never met you before, if they've never heard of you, if you've never uh, done anything to to make some kind of sacrifice for them, you don't have credibility because you have this enormous albatross across your neck. You're a Republican, and so that <laughs> that process is help is happening now, and it's very much helped by influential people in the community. They are not elected officials; they're not business people. They are basically, for example, the church pastors. Um, who are really telling the people um, we need to make a change. Well, that wouldn't be the first time in America that pastors haven't met the difference in in changing yeah. things. But you kind of remind me, before we get to our other guest that's on the air now, um, it kind of reminds me of the story about the uh, the Republican that went into the inner city and uh, he knocked on someone's door and, and introduced himself. And the guy goes, oh, my God, I've never met a Republican in my life. There's never been a Republican. Next thing you know, he goes down the blocks and get all his friends. Asked, Come on, let's meet this Republican. And then they ask him to give a speech. So he climbs up this pile of trash that's in a vacant lot and starts off. Uh, I would just like to say this is the first time I'm giving a speech on top of the Democratic platform. So that's <laughs> that's where I see you in this right, right. argument. So um, before we, we switch over, David, uh, two questions. First, and, and, and we want you to stay on <clears throat> with our guest because she's Tia Best from Moms for Liberty. Mm-hmm. And she the top the topics we're going to cover with her address directly what you would probably be focusing on as mayor, especially with the public schools. But will you be getting a debate from Sherelle Parker? So I I don't know. I mean, I have been contacted by probably six different media organizations from television to to press. Uh, I have said yes every time. And I have also said uh, whatever date is good for her is good for me. Whatever time is good. Now, the the thing is, they're not hearing back from her. I'm just telling him, why don't you schedule it with or without her? And uh, if you do that, um, if she doesn't show up, I will be on, and then you'll schedule again, and eventually she will be on, or a surrogate will be on. Um, and, and, and I understand that they're saying this is some kind of strategy. Uh, I, I just don't see it at all. Well, they, don't, they, they, they assume they've already won it, and uh, they don't want to talk about the issues. Well, they, they don't want to talk about they, anything at all. If they've already won it, they should talk about the issues. <laughs> they should talk about no, what they're no, going to no, do. No, yeah. But, you know, I would say this. They haven't already won anything. 
and uh, this is a good way for them to well, lose. Well, the Phyllis Schlafly uh, Pennsylvania Eagles would love to uh, to sponsor a, a a debate with you, and we would tape it and we would play it on this show for two with hours with video, with sure. video, and, and if, there's an empty, if there's an empty chair for your opponent, I'm that's our everybody, problem. Set it up. If she don't want to be there, she don't want to be there. So, how do people in our listening audience help you out? Is there a website where can they go to make donations? Yeah, davido.com. www.davido with the H on it, David O-H, davido.com. And uh, you can, uh, you know, help me out there. Well, we'd like to invite you to the ZOA function on mm-hmm. uh, September the 7th. You can okay. sit at our table. Yeah. And uh, you can... You can't uh, eat, but you can sit at the table. <laughs> 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 so you, we would love you to join. We'll let you know, uh, give you more information on it. So... Liz, take Liz, it away. take it away. Introduce our guest. Okay. Well, Tia is our uh, guest speaker today, and we're really happy to have her. Her name's Tia Bess, and she is the new National Outreach Director for Moms for Liberty, which, in case you don't already know, is an organization that fights for parental rights and against uh, government outreach and education. She'll speak regarding the SPLC, which is the Southern Poverty Law Center, who labeled Moms for Liberty as extremists and anti-government and a hate group. So uh, actually the only people that are allowed to speak on this topic are people um, in corporate. So we're really glad to have her. And a couple more things about her. Tia is a mom of three with a blended family. She resides with her partner on a farm in Clay County, Florida, and she's been a member of Moms for Liberty since March 2021 when the pandemic led her to voice concerns regarding her children's school in her district. Bess was born in Philadelphia, PA, but left for Norfolk, Virginia at the age of seven due to gang violence in in the area. Shortly after the move to Virginia, her family moved to Jacksonville, Florida, where she learned that her zip code didn't define her and a message she hopes to spread to America. Welcome to the show, Bess. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. So could you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center and, and what happened there where they had the nerve to label you extremists and a hate group and anti-government <laughs> You know, hey, group. What, what? That's a badge of honor. Wait a minute. That's yeah. a badge of honor. I wouldn't worry <laughs> about is. that. Don't even worry about it. That's a badge of honor. <laughs> Listen, I honestly don't worry about that. It's laughable. I'm a five foot two black woman with hoop earrings and braids in my hair. And you have the audacity <laughs> to call me a racist extremist. Well, that's because I mean, that's because you're a powerful woman making a, a free choice stance on issues that are important for all Americans, and that's why they're doing it. They want to destroy yeah. America. They don't want it to, ma- to exist. Well, that's, and that's their intimidation tactic because, you know, I, I speak from all communities. As a Philadelphia-born mom, I understand the struggles in the city, and I understand the struggles in the more rural areas. Like, I see both sides of it. And... As a mom, I'm going to speak out for what I see. And the SPLC, another laughable joke, is that they're targeting parents who have the guts to stand up to the tyranny that's being done to our kids. So the only way they think they can shut us up is to label us. They're thinking that's going to turn people away from us. That's just free advertising. Um, Bess, um, I I will tell you, the Moms for Liberty, I've, I've been following it. And it's really mm-hmm. been a grassroots grassroot, uh, uh, process that's developed this thing. Some The Tea Party was grassroots. And it's yes. really interesting. All grassroots populist movements 
the Tea Party, Moms for Mom, Moms for Liberty, and, and all the other groups that are out there right now, even the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, uh, Pennsylvania Eagles, they are a real threat because, number one, first off, we believe in – we don't believe just in the state and government is the, the cure-all to end-all. Uh, no, we, we are definitely a God-fearing people. Not that we're religious fanatics, and I know I'm not a religious yep. fanatic. I mean, I don't go to church every Sunday. Sorry about that uh, to my priest. Oh, no, the, the sun just went down. There's lightning. Will you stop this? <laughs> yeah. It's not confession yet. Yeah, I know. I know. That's it. I'm hanging up. <laughs> Stan. So this is where I go into my real deep voice. And um, no, but but the, the reality is, is that anything that has to do with something bigger than government, you cannot have a true people-oriented government unless you believe in God and something bigger than the government yes. uh, because then it's lost. And so you fall into that group, so they've got to hate you. Well, it, and, it's, and it's interesting because it's so grassroots that I started with this fight because my son had autism. He was five years old during COVID, and they, they told me, you know, they wanted him to wear a mask and a face shield and sit behind plexiglass for eight to 10 hours a day with, with autism and sensory issues. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to do it. So automatically, they labeled parents as being an extremist. The Department of mm-hmm. Justice labeled us as being an extremist and as a threat. And if my baby learning how to speak and becoming verbal makes me a threat, then I, so be it. So, so Tia Bess, um, we work with your local uh, branches, the Bucks County branch in particular. We're very friendly with your leadership uh, for Moms for Liberty in Bucks County. And one of their main issues that we confront all the time is the pornography in the schools, the transgenderism that they're promoting mm-hmm. behind the backs of parents. Uh, can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? We and by the way, you may have picked up while you were holding uh, before we brought you on air. We have one. We have the Republican mayoral candidate for Philadelphia this fall. His name is David O. He's listening, and hopefully he'll jump in and oh, and, and he, he may have some questions for you because this is something that's sensitive to all public schools. So yes. why don't you address those issues? Well, let, let's look at it. You know, what I mean, a lot of the issues that our kids are facing. Matter of fact, not even our kids. A lot of issues that we have as adults come from childhood trauma. I'm a survivor of childhood trauma. You know, early sexualization of your kids leads to other problems, which are not Democrat or Republican issues. They are issues of the American people. My brother died of AIDS at 23 years old, leaving behind a six-month-old child. These are not Democrat or Republican issues. They are issues of the American people. And the media is trying to distract us from the bigger picture. The schools, there are books that have pornography in them. I've held them with my own hands at my daughter's school. And that's when I said, enough is enough. I'm going to speak up about this, too. I'm going to speak up about all injustices that the regular parent doesn't know about. The average parent doesn't know about these things. It's unbelievable because I've seen those books, and I'm actually working uh, with a woman named Phoenicia Redmond. She's out of Chester County, Pennsylvania, who okay. took it upon herself on a pro on a pro se basis. I Meaning she was her own lawyer briefly 
uh, to file a suit to get these books removed from the schools. And she wanted to sue the governor and everybody top down, claiming that they're violating their uh, their obligations statutorily um, and under the criminal laws by exposing the children to these things and not doing anything about it. Um, what what kind of efforts are Moms for Liberty uh, doing nationwide and, you know, to your knowledge, to, to help get these things out of our schools? Well, first of all, you know, I, like I say, I speak for my own county because I'm one of those people, if I don't see it with my own eyes, and like most of America, they don't believe it. So I've seen with my own eyes parents who are going to these school board meetings, they're reading these books, they're reviewing them, they're following the proper protocol, which is submitting a book challenge. And, and to, to be able to submit that book challenge, you got to read the book. Yeah. You have to put which part in the book violates state statute. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if there's images to entice sexual um, exposure, if there's uh, nudity in these books and parents don't know about it, where's the warning label? So we're taking these books and all this information, we're taking it, we're giving it to the school board, we're giving it to the superintendent, and we're challenging them. Unfortunately, there are some superintendents who are establishment, and some people, they're letting these books go back on the shelf. Mm -hmm. In spite of breaking statue of being pornographic in nature. What what good does a 13-year-old need to know how to join Grindr? Grindr is an adult sex app for 18 and up. Why are you telling a minor how to upload a picture, how to meet up with other local homosexuals in your neighborhood? That's grooming. In our school, it's uh, it's unbelievable, and and you just uh, spilled that out. So so I think this goes along with all of this wokeism that's being taught in the schools now. Uh, when when uh, when you're when you were describing yourself when you first came on our show today, um, you are the definition of what what a sane person might think of when you hear diversity, equality, and inclusion. I will not use that word equity. That's something people have in property. That that's an ownership. Equality is mm-hmm. something that we should have under God. Um, and so you are the definition of diversity, equ- equality, and inclusion. Yes. And yet, yes. I'll bet you're called a racist for the stands that you take, aren't you? Listen, listen. I have been called a bigot, a white supremacist. <laughs> I've been called for many things, but I'm like, guys, I can't make this up. This is like Dave Chappelle's skit with Clayton Bigsby. I'm black. Okay. <laughs> but that, but that, that, that doesn't define me. When you meet me, I'm not like, hey, I'm, I'm black and I'm Tia. No, I'm Tia. I'm a mother. Exactly. I'm a fighter. I'm an advocate. Know me by my character, not by my, everything on the outside. And that's what we've gotten away from, and that's what they're showing our kids. Yeah, I think if we remember correctly, there was a, a gentleman uh, that stood in front of the uh, Lincoln Memorial uh, many years ago with hundreds of thousands of people and millions of people watching who said um, he had a dream that they will not judge people by the color of the skin, but by the content of their character. Uh, That is clearly uh, going out the window. And uh, I would think uh, Dr. King would be turning over in his grave today. uh, And and he would. You know, we've spoken to uh, Alvia King. And, you know, she's with Moms for Liberty, and she supports this. She is a great... A great lady. She is uh, amazing. She is an amazing individual. The thing that gets me and, and where we should all be is we should be talking as Americans, not uh, in different groups. And, and the more these people do that, it's, it, to me, it's kind of by design. It's, it's splitting up factions, people fighting each other, getting people to hate each other. Right. That's not what it's about. 
It's really not working. The people I encounter on the street are not having racial difficulties. And at least from what I'm experiencing, they're working overtime to reignite the racial tensions of the 1960s, which this country did such a great job of. of, I don't want to say overcoming per se. There's bigots out there. There will always be haters out there. But we've done a great job of of equalizing opportunity in this country, and they're taking that all away, pulling the carpet out from all of that hard work. That- they they are taking it away, and I have had a parent come tell me a friend of mine, and she's you know she's she's white and Cuban, but she has blonde hair, so her daughter has blonde hair and blue eyes, and she told me her third grade daughter came home and asked if she wear a White Lives Matter mask to school because the kids won't play with her because she's white. What are we talking about here? The teacher's not doing anything to stop that? We're going backwards. We're not going forward. Not only are they not doing anything to stop it, they're promoting it. And yeah. that, that leads me to the next issue, and yeah. that is this transgenderism movement where they want to they make it illegal for parents to intervene yeah. if their child before they're even well, 18. It, I know. It's interesting. This is why a kid five years old can't get a driver's license yet, you know. They can't make decisions. I mean, uh, there was a time Except when... Except that they want to alter their body. But, uh, alter their body. I mean, this is... I, I tell you, I have never met so many smart, stupid people in my life because a lot of these people driving this stuff, you know, they're Yale graduates. I'm going, what are these people thinking? You know? Hmm. It, well, the Ivy League has become the moldy league because there's a mold that has settled in over the so-called elite schools because that's where this nonsense starts. And it filters down from there, and they become yeah. the teachers. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it used to be an, a badge of honor to say, oh, I graduated from Harvard or Princeton or Yale. Now, to me, it's like, stay away. I put my hands up in a yeah. crush shape and right. just stay away. It's the teachers' unions. There's money involved, and it's an LGBTQ yeah. bias and agenda being pushed on us. And if they don't accept it, they don't get the finances and the funding. Well, and Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing with that. And I know I, I tell you, I'm an anomaly. I'm a porcupine. People don't know how to handle me. I'm in a two-mom relationship. Surprise. And people are telling me, why aren't you on this, you know, equality, uh, transgender agenda? I said, well, first of all, God don't make mistakes. That's me. That's my personal view. My second thing is that kids don't know what they want. I cut my hair off once. I was so upset with myself, but it grew back. (laughs) You start cutting off body parts. They don't grow grow back. back. (laughs) They don't grow back. People have tattoos when they're like 16, 17, 18. By the time they're 30, they go to tattoo removal services. So, there are so, no genitalia reattachment services that's right. out there. And Tia, and I appreciate that because, uh, like you just said, you're in a relationship and w- yeah. you can do what you want. It would be like me sending my child to school with a, a Trump agenda. I don't, I don't want the school to no. hear our agenda, our personal beliefs. Everybody should have their beliefs, whether you are LGBTQ or whether you're not. It has nothing to do with it. It has the fact that you're pushing it on our children. And I appreciate that you're speaking up because it, it, it shows that. It shows that. I- not yes, to mention ma'am. what they're, you know, how can you be a white supremacist? But it just keeps getting worse. So, it, so it Tia, an, Tia, 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 stay with us. We want to keep Sorry, you on, Tia. but we have to take yeah. a, a brief commercial break. You are listening to the Don't Back Down mm-hmm. Show, hosted by Stan Casaccio, co-host Andy Teitelman. We're joined today in studio by our executive producer Liz Deal, and of course, we're honored to have uh, Republican mayoral candidate David O with us. Actually, people's candidate. Um, 
David O is really who. Well, he is. yeah, he would he would actually work for the people. There's no yes, question about the that. We need, him. We, we need, need him, him more than you know. And you're listening to Tia Best from Moms for Liberty, and now to our commercial. Yes, uh, Roofing Dynamics. Uh, we're so happy to sponsor them. They're a great organization, and for our listeners who own and manage large commercial mm-hmm. properties, if you ever have any roofing issues, you definitely want to call Roofing Dynamics. Uh, do you know the true condition of your roof? Roofing dynamics is something that you don't think about until you have a roofing problems or something you don't think about until you have a problem, and then it's too late to avoid costly repairs and replacement. Did you know that nearly every large flat roof has a leak at some point, whether from severe storms or even small leaks, we can can have a devastating effect on your building and its occupants and any supplies you have in that. With so much at stake, be proactive. Call Roofing Dynamics the trusted advisor you will need to tell you the true condition of your roof. They have specialized uh, uh, equipment that uh, checks your roof, uh, different layers, the amount of insulation, everything else. They are a roofing expert, and they can tell you what needs to be done or or improving it. Roofing Dynamics can pinpoint immediate problems before they become huge problems with precise accuracy. They can evaluate just how long your commercial roof will last and provide recommendations and budgets that will save you money. So for a free survey for your commercial roof, call Roofing Dynamics at 215-491-9000. Ask for Audrey or visit them at www.roofingdynamics.com. Again, that phone number, 215-491-9000. And tell them that Don't Back Down show sent you. And Stan, before we go, people, this is not your ordinary roofing company. They're like the diagnosticians. They will find the problem before it becomes very expensive. It pays to get on a, on a program with Roofing Dynamics to inspect your roof periodically. And this is mostly for commercial, large roofs that need the flat roofs that need to be looked at. They have drones. They have all kinds of equipment to do this. Think of them as the diagnosticians that will solve your problem before it turns into a big problem. Like, Stan, I remember your policy used to be if the bucket wasn't full, the leak wasn't big enough. That's and exactly that, right. And that's why, well, that, you've changed that since then. Yeah, I know. I put a uh, sump pump underneath the bucket now. And now to our other sponsor. The first picture online when selling your home is of the outside. So what outside photo do you want to show when your home goes on the market? One showing lush landscaping with beautiful flowers and trees blooming or one with snow on the ground? Diane Cardano here from the Cardano team. And one of my top home selling strategies is to take beautiful, eye-catching exterior photos of your home when it looks its best on the outside and then store them in the computer until you're ready to list your home. Why not have eye-catching photos showcasing the beauty of your home anytime you put it on the market? Now's the perfect time to capture your home's beauty as spring is here and summer's coming. Call me, Diane Cardano, to reserve your free photo shoot. We'll take stunning exterior photos that will lure hundreds of potential buyers to request a showing, and you'll have multiple offers, and then I'll negotiate the price up thousands over asking. Make your home stand out. Give it a chance to sell for top dollar and put money in your pocket. Call 215-576-8666 or go to dianecardano.com. You were born to fight. You gotta light them up before they burn you down. Yes, we got to light them up. We got to light them up here for David O, for uh, Tia, and uh, Moms for Liberty to get people to realize that uh, this country is at stake. I I think 2023, 2024 is going to be a watershed type of position that we have, whether we have a country or not a country. 
Um, David uh, and, and, and Tia, one of the things, the impact in our schools of 22 million people coming across our borders is something that um, no one is talking about it in terms of that impact and no one's talking about it from an environmental impact. I mean, you think about bringing 22 million people into a country. What does that do to the environment? What does that do to your schools? Think about density. How many times, David, I'm sure people complain about density and zoning all the time. Well, guess what? If you've got a party that wants to destroy the country, they're bringing 22 million people in. They're going to put them somewhere. And whether you want them or not, I don't know how many, you know, Democratic, so the this liberal, progressive, socialist, Democratic Party, how many of their candidates open their leave their doors open at night so that anybody can come into their house, eat their food, sleep in their beds and things like that. I don't think there's probably one. Have you ever met a, a city councilman that does that? Nope. No, but they want to, They want these people in your country completely. And then think about it, Tim. What is it doing to the schools? What is it doing to the ability of teachers to to teach children, you know, math, English, ma- uh, you know, the different the English uh, to write a sentence, spelling? Um, it's just impossible to do that. So you're. Yeah. No. No. I I agree. Um. I actually prior to this, I was a substitute teacher. I substituted in um, ESOL classes, and I know that there's going to be more money to go towards our ESOL students, but yet our regular struggling kids, our American kids, are going to be last on the list. I'm tired of being last. We're last. Our veterans are last. It's time to stand up. Yeah, we we learned from Mark Howe that, uh, Mark Howe guessed last week that 22, um, 22 vets die every day and there's no money coming to them. They're giving it this money out to all these people that are coming here illegally mm-hmm. and just sucking the lifeblood out of our country it's an completely. Tragedy. And Tia, can you? Uh, is there any accountability for this Southern Poverty Law Center? They are a law center. They are allowed to just get away with. I don't know. No. I'm changing it to the Lawless Center. Slander. I don't. We should yeah. change it to the Lawless Center. That that that's being worked on right now. We'll be addressing that. Because basically that's putting a target on every member that's with Moms for Liberty. That's putting a target on their back. It's not just Moms for Liberty. It's, it's every Moms patriot. For yeah, yeah, it's yeah. every patriot group. Well, well glad every to hear patriotic your, group speaking up. I'm glad to hear you're working on it because I've been. Well, this is, look, this is what they have to do to, to scare these people. It's like just what happened with Mark when the F-31 people showed up with guns pointed 25, at him. Yeah. 25 showed up. Well, I'm next week I'm making it 50. Uh, but, but, you know, they showed up with guns pointed at them six o'clock in the morning. They do that to intimidate you. They do that to scare you. This is standard fare for any tyrant and any kind of government that wants to destroy its people completely. They they should have known better than try to scare a Philly girl, right, Tia? They try. They should have known better not to scare a mom. Mom. Right. Boom. No. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what is the uh, you have uh, some events coming up uh, in uh, in different areas? Is there anything that you wanted to call our attention to that uh, is important for people to know? Well, you know, I'm going to be traveling. I'm actually the national director of engagement. So I will be traveling to all 50 states with different events to speak to the parents, to tell them don't back down. They will try every single intimidation tactic 
to silence you. We, we'll so license. You we'll license that word, that phrase to you. You can you can use it anytime you <laughs> Great want. Phrase, yeah. <laughs> but, but you can't you can't back down because there are going to be people who make you seem like you're crazy and you're not. If you're speaking up for your kids, what is the problem with that? And 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 I know there are people who say, well, Moms for Liberty is anti-LGBT. How is that going to work? I'm the director of engagement. How does that work? <laughs> they'll just you keep li- they'll just keep lying about you. If by any chance you'll be in uh, in the Philadelphia region on September 23rd, we'd like to invite you to uh, an event that will be held for Mark Halk. Um, he will have, it's his official rollout event for his announcement for running for Congress in the 1st District of Pennsylvania, covering all of Bucks County and a small piece of Montgomery County. Uh, we'd love okay. to have you come to that and speak. Yes, I, I would love to. And I, and I want to say something to our chapter chair in Philadelphia. Her name is Sheila Armstrong, and she started the Philadelphia chapter, and she's moving and shaking in Philadelphia. And she's waking up our urban communities because we've been lied to for a long, long time. And we've been taking the crumbs, and we have not taken our seat at the table. What's, what's, and uh, it's happening. Do you have her email address? Um, I, I will I make would, sure that you get that. Yeah, she'll give us that off the air maybe. Yeah, yeah if you can get that uh, to us, uh, maybe Liz can get that from me because I want, want to give it to uh, David O. Uh, yeah, to uh, have meet, meet with them and the Moms from Liberty because one of the things that the left has realized – and, and I'll tell a quick story. We had um, uh, uh, a, a Devlin, uh, Jack Devlin on, who was the former, he's retired, he's in, in his late 80s. We had him on air here. He's a was a CIA assistant um, director of the CIA. And one of his stations was in Columbia. Now, you talk about moms and what happened. Columbia, this is years ago, back in the 70s, uh, was uh, they had uh, an election, and Allende, who was a socialist uh, communist, won the election. Uh, and uh, during his administration, of course, things went from bad to worse. The shelves were empty of food. Things were really getting bad. And uh, the mothers were getting very upset. So Jack's sitting in the CIA office, and he tells a story. This lady comes in and asks him for $500. And he said, what's it for? She said, I want to put out a brochure. We're trying to get together the, the parents and the mothers uh, and, and women together because we have to do something. There's no food for our families. About a week and a half later, he's woken by the sound of literally hundreds of thousands of women banging pots in the streets of uh, Bogota, mm. Colombia. And it was then that the military said, we got to do something. And then there was a military coup, which with tragedy, uh, you know, Andy was eventually killed during the coup and everything else like that. But it was the moms who started the revolt. And that's not lost on these socialist, Democrat, crazy people out there. It's not lost. And they're scared to death of you. They, they saw what happened in Virginia with Yunkin. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, they do not. They're going to put you down in every shape, way or form. So, so Tia, Tia we, we, we we're not letting you go yet. But I want to say this. When, we, when it is time for you to get off, stay on the line for a moment. Our producer will take that email from you. Uh, sure. Off the air, we don't want to forget to get that for uh, for uh, Sheila Armstrong. Uh, we also should give a shout out to uh, Jamie Tromba, who is your leader in Bucks County. She's been doing yes. a tremendous job holding all kinds of events. And Vicky Flannery in Flannery Montgomery, and Montgomery County. County. Very Vicky. good. So uh, we're definitely going to be in touch with uh, 
all of them. So we'd like to invite them all to the 23rd event yeah, is what we should absolutely. we should send them. We hope you all well, be there. And, David, you can invite them all to your event too, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a Moms for Liberty table. And, David, you could sit there. That would be <laughs> yes. that would be amazing. Yes. So, uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because right now people are saying, oh, Moms for Liberty is just for suburban women, only suburban white women. I'm thinking your skin color does not determine your parental involvement. Mm-hmm. All people care about their kids. So, Tia, um, we have Mark Houck on standby. So before we let you go, uh, thank you for joining us today. But is there a way that people can get in touch with your organization, a place to go, a website, or any other contact point that you want to put out there? Yes, yeah, sure. So um, if you want to join the fight or if you want to learn a little bit more, you can go to momsforliberty.org. You can also send me a message at Tia at momsforliberty.org. And uh Let's see what we can do to save our country. All right, Tia, stay on the line, and you're welcome back Thank on this you, show Tia. anytime. Thank we hope so to much. talk to you more. And I want to save Philadelphia. <laughs> so I, 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 ha- I have to save Philadelphia because that's my birthplace. Okay. And you never forget where you come from. You start that's at right. home first. And we Wait, are, you won't we're recog- behind you, Tia. You won't recognize it when you come to visit. It's, visit it. Center City has changed dramatically, and that's why we still have David O in the audience. We're hoping we can talk a little bit about what's happened downtown. Uh, and Tia, f- please stay on the phone and join in the conversation if you don't have to go. We just have have to interview our I, next I, guest. I actually have a press conference at 3. Okay. <laughs> All right, great. Talk to you later. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Thank God you. Bl- God stay, stay on the line to God talk to the producer. You. Hey, Mark, how you doing? We have Mark Houck, uh, candidate for Congress in the 1st District in yes. Bucks Mark County. Mark who? Mark uh, Houck. Yeah. Houck for Congress. Houck for week, Congress. Right? So, Great to be with you guys again. I know, all I know is that your name is all over the place nationwide. I'm listening to national broadcasts, and I'm hearing your name. So. Wow. It must be the fact that you were an All-American and that you, you know, you have a great family and all the good stuff that's going along with it. But uh, uh, you definitely ha- you definitely are ringing some bells out there, that's for sure. And we're uh, and very I, excited. I, and I'm just warning you, I think uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick has, or Congressman Fitzpatrick has calling some of his old buddies at the FBI, so be looking over your shoulder, too. <laughs> uh, he's <just> okay. <laughs> Tell us about well, your we- week, Mark. Tell us about your great week. Wow, it's been it's been a busy week, as you guys well know. We kicked it off with your program last week, and Dr. Gorka. Then we were on Steve Bannon uh, on Friday, and did a bunch of local shows. Dom Giordano, Chris DeGaulle. We'll, we'll be doing uh, Matt Rooney next week, and and this week I'm sure be more of that. But uh, no, just blessed to be uh, to be in this uh, conversation and and have the opportunity. Not too many people get an opportunity to run for Congress, and. You know, it, it's just a, a surreal kind of thing for me right now. I'm just one day at a time trying to learn as much as I can. You guys are a bit great support to me, helping me learn everything. But uh, if you want a strong advocate for traditional Republican values, that's what we bring to the table. Well, traditional American values uh, <laughs> is what we're talking about. about. And traditional, uh, you know, just normal family values. You can sit at a, at a dinner table and talk about normal stuff instead of talking about transgenderism and and all this other goof or you know is my daughter going to be in the locker room when a guy comes in to change i mean this right. is this is the crazy stuff that you got to sit at your dinner table now how to handle it and so i'm yeah, looking for sure. i'm looking for more traditional thing one of the things that andy and i have gotten in a huge debate about is and we all we know that you're pro life and as we all are because we know how rare life is in this universe uh, so we recognize that 
But one of the things that I noticed um, with um, DeSantis, uh, these reporters out there, and you saw what happened. Was it Ohio that did the? Uh, what, what did yeah, they, you know, they, Ohio is trying to put the, uh, the the constitutional amendment to make abortion a constitutional right in that state, and they're not the only one, but that's the one that's in the news right now. So we know that if they look at all the other issues, they're trying to make this abortion issue like the biggest thing. Forget how bad inflation is, that you can't pay for gas, that you can't pay for food, that old that senior citizens getting chased out of their house because of tax increases on their properties and everything. They want you to forget all that, and they're focusing on this abortion issue. And my position, and Andy can disagree with me, is when somebody asks you that question, I would turn it around and say, before I answer that question, I'm going to ask you something because I want to know personally when is it okay in your mind to terminate the life of an unborn child and let them answer that question. Well, they're going to say any time, even after birth. I want to know when it's not okay. Yeah. That's the real question. But, again, Mark's not running for an office where where uh, abortion is even on the table as an issue. He's running for Congress, and the United States Supreme Court has said that it's not a federal issue under federalism. It is a state issue, and they're only trying to distract Mark from the things that he is running for. So my argument would be not to fall into the rabbit hole. Say your position – Everyone knows your position, Mark. I mean, that's how you got right. where you are. Say your position. Sure. Be proud of your position. That's excellent. But I would not fall into the rabbit hole. I would make them debate the issues that should be debated, and and that's that's my position on that. But Stan and I don't yeah. really disagree. It's one. It's it's about yeah. it's about an approach as opposed to uh, meaning. Our meaning is the same. Right. So so uh, yeah, we would say you know my position. Life is respected from womb to tomb. But let's talk about. You know, let's let's even think about the euthanasia side of things, how our government is trying to pay for our Social Security by eliminating those people, by eliminating people. I just got off the phone with a, a good friend out in Chicago who said, you know, I, I was in this situation where there anybody over 75. Are, are we establishing that they're even able to contribute to society? And this is how this is the new plan to pay for Social Security, to eliminate these these seniors. And well, we, we it's unbelievable. It's a we great all, plan. Kill the recipient. Yeah, well, we all know that there's right. social. Right. We all know that social security is a Ponzi scheme. It is a government-funded Ponzi scheme because it relies on more and more people coming into the market to pay for those people who are retiring. So, what's the best way, general, uh, to uh, to get the numbers down is to kill off everybody that's over my age. For well, God's right. sake, <laughs> if you can kill babies, yeah, we, why can't you kill seniors? Right, right, right. That's right. right. In the first district, we're going to protect seniors, right? We're going to, you know, they got to be revered. These are, you know, like in Japan and Japanese culture, like they were the most important citizens in society. Mm -hmm. How far we are away from that, whereby people look at our own president. Is he contributing to society? Well, we can disagree with how he's going about it, but he certainly has a <laughs> has value, right? He certainly has value to people. Yeah, you know these. Totally opened up the possibility of escalators for the uh, Air Force One. No, no, wait a minute. No, Mark, you just hit on something. Given the current status of some of our senators, including uh, oh, Mitch McConnell and, may, and Feinstein, maybe, Feinstein, maybe eliminating oh, and, somebody and Fetterman would be a good idea. And Fetterman, hey, why? He's not a senior yet. He's yeah, just, yeah, but he should classify. He's just incompetent. Well, no, they should classify him as uh, being one of those people they should eliminate because what is he really contributing? It's just another version of post-birth abortion, isn't it? It's just a matter of when. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the point being is you're, you're absolutely to, to 
talk about the senior citizens. Senior citizens are really, really affected. I don't know how many settlements I've been in my lifetime where we've had senior citizens uh, who basically had to sell their house. They didn't want to sell their house because they couldn't afford the school taxes. It wasn't so much the county and the local taxes. It was the school taxes that just killed them. Right. And they haven't had kids in school for 30 years. For sure. And you better believe we're going to be fiscally solid on that, right? You know, as as Andy and I have talked and we've talked about, like, you know, Pennsylvania taxpayers are paying for the war in Ukraine, right? We need to keep that money here and protect our people, especially our seniors. And and our vets. I know you've done a lot of work with vets, that you, you work with them constantly on it. I remember you giving the statistics that 22 vets a day are, are passing yes. away from suicide and other other. And no, there's no money for these people. We're giving it all away to this 22 million people coming into this country illegally, like overnight. For sure. For sure. I mean, look, we we have to address that issue. Right? Look, I'm a son of an immigrant. I'm a great, great grandson of immigrants. We're all sons of immigrants and daughters. So you know, we, we're all about people discovering the American dream and what that is. Well, let's just do it the right way. Let's close down the borders, get this thing right. Yeah. Let's stop the out of controlness at the border and, and, and stop the fentanyl at the gate and start worrying about, you know, how we're doing this versus just a floodgate of, of problems. You know, let's, let's weed through it. Let's, let's talk, have common sense yes. conversations and say, let's do what makes sense for the American people. And let's bring these people in the right way. And that falls right into what our guest Tia Bess was saying, Mark, uh, that's 22 million people we allowed to come into our country and the demand for housing and uh, energy and medical treatments in schools is all flooded. And this is what Tia was sure. speaking about before you came on and you're going to do something about this, the needs of America. It has to be first, right? I mean, look, again, I'm not against, you know, bringing people in legally to our country, right? But we're overwhelming our our borders. We're overwhelming our governors of these states. And, of course, these sanctuary cities are being, you know, uh, flooded with people coming there from Florida and so forth. And I don't blame them for sending them there, you know, because they can't handle it. And yet, you know, those sanctuary cities are all up in arms. Like, why are you sending us these people? Well, you said that's where we could send them. Mm-hmm. So it, it's all out of control, and we got to, like, stop it and start talking about it and, and putting together a common-sense plan, and I'm all for make, getting that done in Congress. Uh, the other thing that, that's uh, it's been a big issue is our energy uh, situation, uh, which uh, I know you're a – every possible source of energy is something that we should be looking and even – uh, I noticed uh, recently there's a recent article that they've actually done the experiment again in which through fusion they've actually created more energy than they used to create the fusion process, uh, which could be this tremendous source of energy in the future if it's ever can be commercialized in some fashion. Uh, but that's that's all court press on all forms of energy. Uh, of course, the one thing that I go crazy on is these stupid windmills I was talking to a very large uh, um, executive of a large uh, energy company the other day, and they do they do the whole gamut of stuff. And they were talking about. And I asked him about the windmills. He said, "Stan, he goes, you know, we have statistics from Europe that windmills actually are negative in their ability to produce electricity. So it costs more to operate them than it does uh, to actually that the, uh, what they create in energy." So to me, windmills are nothing more than the um, the 
low-income housing buildings that have all been blown up, that have been destroyed. They're another progressive liberal idea that looks somewhat good on paper, but then when practicality, they, you got to blow it up because it doesn't work. Are they trying to build any in Pennsylvania? Yet? Yeah, well, in Pennsylvania, they, they, they do have windmills in Pennsylvania. Of course, we don't have an ocean, but the big thing is, and, and in Congress, you're going to get in, be involved in this thing. They want to put them off our coast. And could mm-hmm. you imagine thousands of windmills off our coast? I mean, they had pictures on the boardwalk in Ocean City of what it would look like. It is just, I mean, you talk about ugly and the fact is, is that they're a negative. It is the biggest boondoggle ever, which is something that um, I know that you. Well, you know what they say about the windmills. What's that? They are to safe and efficient energy what public housing was to safe and efficient <laughs> housing back in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> They'll probably be gone in five years if they don't blow themselves up. Or burn they, They're burning constantly. I right? know, because you fly and you've seen them actually burning up. Every time we go up in the air, if you go near one of these windmill farms, one of them is smoking and spewing. and <laughs> it's, it's, it's absurd. It's just absurd. So, Mark, stay with us. We have to do a station identification. It's very sure. important. AM Philadelphia and WPEN HD2, Burlington, Philadelphia. Well, he was in for all energy sources. This is not the Rush Limbaugh show. You are listening to the Don't Back Down show. We'd hosted- like to be the Rush Limbaugh show, but uh- <laughs> well, we have as many listeners. It's just With, not the, it's well, the Don't Back Down show. Yeah, though. the problem is, I you know tying my what tying my hands behind, my brain tied half my brain tied behind my back. Is that what he used to say? Uh, you know, on uh, with um, with intelligence on loan from God. Intelligence on loan from God. God. Yes, I mean, just uh, I really, I, I truly miss Rush. I mean, he was my afternoon delight. Uh, you know, well, we, we do the best we can to make up for some of that. Yeah, well, one day, one day a week, one for day two a week, hours. We at least at least do two hours. Can I ask Mark a question, Mark? Um, what are your? No, you can't ask Mark a question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't actually know, but I want people to know that uh, rights, uh, that our children's rights, to not play against. Like my daughter does not want to play against a boy on her soccer team or any of her sports and i i know this is an important issue to all parents today and if you could just speak sure. about that in parental rights and education for our children just tell people how you feel about that sure so i'm a homeschool dad i have four daughters of my own and uh i was a college football player an athlete and you know i i know i know the field of play and i know there needs to be legislation that i would support as a congressman to protect girls on the playing fields. I highly support Riley Gaines and, and her position and all of that. I want, I want to bolster that because my daughters are in softball and, and my daughters are play different sports, lacrosse. And, uh, you know, we got to protect these girls. And uh, it, it, I think it's common sense. Again, it all comes back to like, why would you want to compete? If you know, the professional level, you see the MMA fighters, you know, that are the transgender that are now fighting women that are men. And they're destroying these women. So, look, a legislation has to be put forward. There's a great amicus brief that is being put forward in, in Illinois right now that uh, I learned about. And I think we need, to, we need to continue to support that type of legislation to protect girls, people like Riley Gaines, my girls, your girls. And uh, it's fair play, right? It, it just makes sense. It protects the parents, the parents' concerns. 
you know, it, it's all there. And so I'm a former educator. I taught the public school system. I taught the intermediate unit in Bucks County. So I know the education of our of our youth here in this area in our district. And, you know, we're going to support those policies that, that support parents' rights. And we're not going to have what happened in Loudoun County. And I met Scott Smith, the father of the girl who was raped in the locker room by the transgender, so-called bisexual young man, whoever it was. I met that man. I looked at him in the eye in Washington, D.C., at the State of the Union, and I, and, I, and I looked at his pain. I looked at his story, and I said, never will this happen on my watch. Mm-hmm. So, so important that you bring that up, Liz, and, and it's, it's something that would be at the top of one of, of my agenda being in Congress. Oh, I appreciate that so much. It is, a, it is at best a form of bullying. We're not going to send our kids to be bullied. Of course. Well, of course. Of course I mean, I, bullying that's at, best. Go ahead. Go ahead. at best. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, the same people that lecture us about this stuff uh, and about bullying are the biggest bullies that are out there. And this is the hypocrisy of the uh, progressive level Democratic Party. And uh, the the one thing I wanted to mention to you is, uh, and and I'll bring up his name, I, I was reading Brian Fitzpatrick's position on the border. And after... The fifth well, he's on the fence about that, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> okay, Very good. See, we do bring humor to the afternoon. But after the sixth paragraph, I knew that he was definitely trying to stick his finger up in the air and figure out which way the wind's blowing instead of just saying, hey, it's I'm against south open- to north. Uh, right. Instead of just saying I'm against open borders because this, this and this happens, he's got to take six paragraphs to talk about why it's, it, you know, this angle and that angle and everything else like that, that's a sign of a true rhino and a true American, a, a, a true politician. Career politician. A career politician who doesn't give a darn about the American dream right. or the American life. So, so Mark, stay with us. We're about to bring on sure. another uh, icon from Bucks County. His name is Andy Meehan, uh, leader of the Right for Bucks group. Andy, how, thanks for joining the I, I, Back I, Down show wait, again. Wait, I just have one question for Andy. Where's my song for yes. Mark? I want my song for Mark. <laughs> oh, that's right. Andy's also the Ricky Ricardo of the Right for Bucks band. Yeah, Ricky Ricardo for Right for Bucks. Not quite as good looking, but definitely. The <laughs> but does he does a good mom. He does a good mambo. He does and, a good and mambo. And also, Andy did run for Congress. Yeah. Before I shall sing no song before it's time. Stan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's welcome got, to the show, Andy. Late, you know? Well, you got till the twenty third of September to get one done. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do that. I could probably do that. We'll see. Uh, good to good to hear from everybody here today. Um, and uh, it's funny, I was uh, listening uh, to the radio very briefly when I got into my car. And uh, of course, when I turned on my radio, it was already it was already tuned to twelve ten. And that's uh, not this Dom, station. Stop advertising the enemy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Dom was on, and of course, uh, he was talking about Brian Fitzpatrick, and of course, you know, uh, he. Uh, he equivocates this, and he doesn't really come out and, and say what we all know, which is that Brian has never been a real Republican. He's right. never voted like one. And every time uh, Dom has the opportunity when it looks like it's going to be uh, somebody like me who comes running against him, uh, it seems like he works extra hard mm-hmm. uh, to to make Brian uh, look good or do something in his favor. And when you you know when you when you talk about that, and you know the it's. Uh, everybody knows that Mark has a very strong 
um, uh, pro-life position, his life, the way he lives his life, says that out loud. But for Dom to make that the premier issue in this campaign, I think, is a is a really uh, bad thing because we've got so many important things yes. that uh, and, and I don't want to dismiss abortion, but let's face it. Uh, that is small potatoes compared to the liberty issues, the debt, the crime, the open borders, the nuclear war, the, the grift going that on long. in Washington. We've got we got some big issues going on. And uh, and for most of us here in Bucks County, uh, abortion is just really not an issue at all, especially for uh, somebody running for Congress who's really probably not going to vote on that at all. Exactly. I mean, it's not in the Constitution. So why are they even talking about it? So. It just kind of ticks me off when we hear. Well, it's a gotcha. Dom it's it's, that, it's a know? it's a gotcha question, uh, which they want to have a gotcha answer for, and and uh, that's that's why it's there. That's why I'm you know we it just got to turn it around a hundred percent and then go right off into the other areas, energy things of that that are that you just talked about. But Andy, we did ask you to come on the show if you could tell us about the uh, lawsuit oh, the, in the Bucks lawsuit, County. It's very yeah. big news, Andy, and we, we know that you're the leader and you've you know you've done so much and we appreciate it. Can you tell? How, us about that and how it's going the lawsuit well yeah i mean uh what's going on in bucks county is that um back in 1972 when harry fox was not allowed to run for commissioner by the powers that be back then they told him that he could uh be the head of the party of republican party and he got to work working with a lawyer and they penned a set of bylaws that would make it such that uh, harry could never be removed from office you could never change the bylaws and that he would be in sole control uh, of the endorsement process because uh, they have this bureaucracy that they created in the bylaws called the executive committee, which is all these appointed people that are insiders. And in order to be on the executive committee, you got to show that you're going to be loyal and, and do what you're told. So that's how we get all these rhinos and the endorsements coming out of the party. And we figured this out. I figured this out. And uh, they don't talk about how they make the sausage, but we know how they make the sausage now. And what happened was we decided we wanted change. So we put together this precinct project uh, uh, last year, and uh, we recruited a whole lot of people and trained them to become uh, committee people so that we could fill up the empty seats and uh, replace some of the rhinos that needed to go and, uh, and get in there and change uh, the bylaws so that the committee people would be the ones that would be responsible for uh, voting for endorsements and not the executive cabal. And uh, we were so successful that after the May primary of last year, uh, Ms. Poprick realized that she was in trouble from an electoral standpoint for the county reward election last June 25th. And she went around with her magic broomstick anointing uh, new committee people uh, between the primary election and the June 25th uh, county reorg meeting. We're talking scores of them, like over 50 of them. We don't know exactly how many because they don't tell you who they appoint and they don't tell it to the Board of Elections. So anyway, uh, she shows up at the June 25th meeting with over 200 proxy votes. And these are like unverified mail-in ballots. Uh, and, uh, and they ended up, you know, running their own election and uh, winning, uh, you know, a re-election for the county officers that are now in charge. And of course, you know, um, we were, you know, livid over this because we saw what they did and how they did it and that it was totally wrong. And uh, but we had a we had a fight to fight last year, and that was to try to get Mastriano and, and Oz elected. So we opted not to uh, to go after it then. And we set it aside and we worked hard on the Mastriano and Oz campaign. And then that when that was over, we turned our eyes back to this 
and uh, uh, we we looked at the situation and uh, and we looked at what went down and a whole bunch of committee people got together and uh, and wrote up uh, uh, this ethics complaint that was then filed in January of this year. Um, I wrote a special report telling everything that was going on about the party and issued it a couple days afterwards. And um, and I could I would bet my uh, my firstborn male child that uh, Pat Poprick and her uh, her gang got a load of what was in this ethics filing in the report, and they realized that they had been caught with an illegitimate set of bylaws on file at the county that was never signed and that was made on a word processor, had some things different from it than the original set. And magically, between January 4th and January 12th of last year, uh, the bylaws were magically switched out. I filed a right to know as a response because I wanted to know who switched them out, what did they go from and to, and how often have they been switched out in the past. Um, a representative of the Board of Elections responded to my right to know that there's only no responsive uh, you know, information. This is the bylaws that we're sending you now, which are now the ones that they switched to, the old original 1972 bylaws, which were the actual bylaws. Uh, we're the only ones that are on file, and we don't have any other information. There's never been any other um, bylaws on file, which we know is a lie because we've got the time-stamped receipts of the people that went in before and after. So um, the Board of Elections employee was willing to perjure herself uh, in an affidavit to cover up for the fact that the, that somebody at the Bucks County Republican Committee, who shall, <laughs> can only guess what that is, um, went into the Board of Elections and switched them out so that they would get rid of this little problem that they had about having an illegitimate set of bylaws on file. Uh, once well, we well, found and, and, out, Andy, Andy yeah. that also required someone at the Board of Elections to cooperate with that switch out. Absolutely. Yeah, without question. They are knew you, what they were doing. I think, are you yeah. trying to say that he's no longer going to be there, Andy? Is that what you're alluding well, to? Well, no, I wasn't. Well, I'm not I'm not able to point a finger at an, an individual. I know Freetag uh, has resigned his post. We know, yeah, we know who responded to the affidavit. And that person is now being groomed to be the follow-up uh, person to replace Tom Freytag, who uh, tendered his resignation the day after the lawsuit was dropped by some magical coincidence. I don't know. Special. Uh, by the and way, so, by the way, yeah. what you're talking about affects a lot of the other counties around Philadelphia, Montgomery County, and Andy can testify as to what uh, I'm getting we, calls all from all over the place because of this lawsuit. Because of what happened to me when I ran for party chairman uh, myself, we were met by armed guards at the door who were trying to prevent us to come in. I mean, it was unbelievable. And um, well, they not. said that was for our own protection, yeah, and right. they, they, they've inverted that again. So, and, I, and then we were told we had to stay in the back of the room. We weren't allowed to do anything. Couldn't even and, walk around and say hello to people. Yeah, so, so this, this is something that is affecting everywhere, and I'm not sure how this benefits American society by doing things this way. It just, it's well, just – you have to understand what's going on here. There, uh, there are the way that the, the legacy system was set up. You know, the uniparty, the biparty, um, the two-party system in Pennsylvania. Um, this goes back decades and decades. Um, many of the county committees that are out there have already gotten around to changing their bylaws. Um, Bucks County uh, has not been changed uh, technically, if, if, if you don't count the switch out um, of the fake set, uh, since 1972. Every other, uh, every other county that I've looked at, and I've looked at the bylaws of nearly 50 county committees because we submitted right to nose in every of the 67 counties across the state, and we're, we're getting these copies of the county committee bylaws uh, in. And what's important about that is that part of the state election code 
um, the Republican Party uh, has to basically play policeman to its own team to make sure that these local county committees do not have these little rogue fiefdoms going on, making up their own rules that don't comply with the state committee's bylaws. And Bucks County is the biggest, uh, agreed, most egregious um, violator of that um, with some of the provisions that are baked into the Bucks County bylaws, such as you can't change the bylaws unless you have a two-thirds majority, including vacancies, and they leave hundreds of vacancies open all the time, so you can never change the bylaws. Um, and so these are the kind of things that, and there's a whole list of them. And isn't it and, true that, w- that these fake bylaws, th- that we didn't even have computers, and they're saying it was done by a word? Is it? Well, they didn't say anything. They All they did was uh, switch them out and said, oh, these are the ones that have always been on file. There's never been any other uh, file, which is a dem- demonstrable lie because we have the copies and they're posted on the right for buck to what the bylaws were before uh, January the 4th or whichever date it was that, that they actually walked in and switched them out. So the other thing that's going on is that these different bylaws around the around the state are being abused by these rhino, uh, you know, powerholics that run the county committees who want to be in charge of the endorsement selection process. I call it the candidate selection racket. What's in common with all these counties, and you talk to people all over the state, they run into the same thing. And it's the people at the top of the county committees want to be the ones that be kingmaker, and they pick who's going to be the candidates, and then they engineer a way for this endorsement to get done so that they can stick all their names on a sample ballot and tell all the committee people to hand them all out so there's one piece of paper that they can all hand out the same in primary elections. And this is why they're going after the people in Cumberland County. This is why they were going after Donna Ellingson in Chester County and Gene White in Montgomery County um, for not handing out uh, the approved literature on primary day. So there's Andy in the bylaws that say they have to do this, but they're getting bullied and shamed into it because they want to protect, protect the candidate selection racket. So Andy Meehan, uh, stay, stand by. We want you to stay with us. We have a special guest in studio. We need to turn to for a few minutes because he can only stay with us for a few more minutes. His name is Steve okay. Feldman and he is from the ZOA, which is the Zionist organization of America. They're a Philadelphia chapter and uh, this is special and near and dear to our hearts we've been announcing this event for uh, nearly a month now but it's very special to this show because stan casaccio and his lovely wife diane will be getting uh the friends of zion award at the zoa um uh, gala this this september and uh, steve welcome to our show thank you it's good to be back with you both so why don't you tell everybody uh, first uh, about the gala that's coming up this September, its date, and where they can go uh, if they want to get tickets or to attend, and then we'll talk more about the ZOA and, and some of uh, the work that you do with them. Thank you, Stan. Put your fingers in your ears for a minute. Okay, I'm turning well, off my Well, he's got mic. his headset in his ear, so <coughs> it's going to be turn- hard. <laughs> I'm turning off my mic. So, so it really is, <clears throat> is an honor for our organization, our chapter, to, first of all, to honor Stan and his, and his wife, Diane, um, Stan is just a wonderful friend uh, of, of the Jewish community, of the Jewish people, of the pro-Israel community. We, we call them Christian Zionists, and uh, he's always on the lookout. He sends me emails about some of the real villains out there, what they're up to. And, and there so, are a lot of villains out there, let me tell and, you. And so uh, we're very grateful. I'm personally grateful for his friendship and his support. Um we our, our gala really consists of two components. We have an event that night 
and we're getting a very special award made made for you, custom made actually. I hope they can pull this off. It really is is something. I saw it. It's a gold plated gag. No, <laughs> uh, it really is. It really, it really is. I don't want to say any more, but it really is 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 something if they do it right. Uh, but second of all, we have an ad journal, and we we invite people to put in messages. Uh, to thank our honorees, and we've got other honorees, and I'll name them, uh, Bart Blatstein, Justice Sandra Schultz-Newman, Michael Goldfarb, um, uh, and, and we have an ad journal where we invite people to put in messages congratulating our honorees and uh, and thanking them for all they do. And, and I think there is a unspoken contest among the honorees, like bragging rights, who gets the most ads... Uh, in our journal, uh, touting them and thanking them, so the 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 game the game is on, so to speak. But no, it's a pleasure to, to honor uh, to Stan and honor Stan and Diane and all our other uh, honorees. Uh, our organization will be celebrating our 125th anniversary at our gala, um, and also the 75th anniversary of the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. Uh, the event is really a, a festive event. It's a patriotic event. Uh, the A in our name stands for America. We're patriotic Americans. As a matter of fact, when I put out uh, Stan's bio to, to our lists, the first thing I put on there of his many accomplishments is that he's a veteran because that is so important that he served our country and and, and did that, and now he serves no, our No, country. he served in the Italian Army. You, you, I think you got that wrong, <laughs> no, but no, it's, no. it's okay. He meant well. No. <laughs> uh, and, and he serves our country now as, as an active patriot, uh, and so um, we're, we're honoring him for multi-purposes, uh, for what he does for our community, for our organization, uh, and for the country. Uh, and, and our Friend of Zion Award is, is an award that we traditionally pr- present to our non-Jewish friends, and so uh, I look forward to, uh, I'm not sure who's going to actually present it to you that night, but I look forward to you receiving it. Uh, and, and I know it's going to be... A- Minister Farrakhan is available. I checked. <laughs> no. you know, not him. You don't want him there? Yeah, I, the, okay. Steve, the interesting thing is, and, and, and Mark, can, uh, he's not on, on the air right now, but um, but uh, the, the, this anti-Semitism, anti-Christian, anti-Buddhist, uh, we are being attacked all over. No matter this godless society that's being created is now attacking all religions and, and all and all traditions for most part because they know they have to destroy those traditions. They know they have to destroy God. I mean, Stalin was a perfect example. Lenin was a perfect example. Hitler was a perfect example. North Korea uh, was a perfect example. You look at every uh, every socialist, communist dictatorship, whether socialist or not, doesn't make. They're all dictators. They must destroy those parts in their people for them to have any groundwork. So that's why it's important for us to respect all religions uh, and to make sure everybody has an understanding. It would be a great thing if we can do that. Well, as, as I mentioned to you, uh, we spoke last week on the phone. Uh, I really would like to organize either a a demonstration, a public demonstration, and or some sort of a forum to really bring attention to the plight of Christians around the world who have, uh, who are being persecuted, killed, uh, churches being set on fire, people, uh, Christians who try to observe Christianity getting persecuted and, and afraid to, to to go worship. It, and even to even to speak and, and 
uh, being shut down all the time. And I know we talked about it. This, is, this would be something we invite people to contact me or Andy or Liz uh, to join this uh, uh, this this event that we were trying to plan. I really would uh, like to do something. Which is a joint event of uh, all religions, basically, to sh- to show that we believe in something bigger than the state. Yeah. We, we appreciate tradition. We pre- appreciate everyone. I, I think there's um, two things at work. I, I think there's what you described, a an attempt to commit deicide, to, to kill God and, and do away with morality and, and the religions and those people who are observant um, kind of keep morality present and alive. Uh, but I think there's also uh, some supremacist tendencies, if you will, that really are targeting the Christian people and the Jewish people. Uh, and I think that needs to be called attention to because uh, both of those camps, the, the godless, if you will, and and the supremacists, if you will, I think are, are working hand in hand right now to uh, to harm uh, the Jewish people and the Christian people. You know, there's a saying, you know, first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people, and that refers to the Jews whose, whose Sabbath is Saturday and the Christians whose Sabbath is Sunday. And I think I think there are two things happening simultaneously, uh, and I think both need to be uh, called out, exposed, combated, uh, and I think we need to put maximum pressure as as individuals, as a society, on those forces, uh, whether it's through sanctions and diplomacy, uh, boycotts. Well, uh, if parties, uh, if there are people in, in the parties, whether it's Republican, Democrat, Independent, and they, they become one of these anti-Semites or anti-Christian, they should be called out. They should be censured in their own party. And I find that there's people afraid to do that, especially in the Democratic Party. There's about 10 to 15 people that are part of that uh, uh, that group of uh, that, that should be called out. Yeah, I agree, Stan. We should do that because we're not doing that. We love each other. You know, you're Jewish. I'm Christian. You know, we, we all have one common goal. Well, there goal. is the Old Testament and the we New have, Testament. So there's a kind it of It doesn't matter, there. though. We have a there. common goal, which is morality <laughs> and God and family and country. We all and have it. And a, we all need to come together. But we do need to call them out because that is not their goal, which is anti-American. Yeah. But yeah. but I think that censure, not censor, censorship and other kinds of actions that, that a Congress or a government can take are limited. Um there's there's a certain House member from California who has been censured. I'm not going to name him. He's got his eyes set on the Senate uh, and the censor, censorship. That's a hard word. Uh, say that three times fast. Is not. I can't even say it one time slow. <laughs> uh, is not going to impact him. So I, I think more than a censorship. I mean, that's a nice gesture. It goes on the record that that the world, the Congress, whatever doesn't like what, what someone's doing. But I, I really think when you're dealing with political people, as Stan mentioned, and, and again, I'm not going to name names. I don't want to give them any publicity. Uh, but I, I think door knocking needs to happen and, and serious uh, campaign work needs to be uh, done so that there's a price to be paid for those who uh, incite hatred, incite violence, uh, whoever, whoever it's targeting. Yeah. yeah. One of the things is I remember, uh, Steve, um, doing some lobbying with the ZOA organization, and there was an older gentleman who was in the concentration camps, and I remember being in a congressman's office and him, and him clearly talking about 
the Jews are like the canary in the in the mine shaft. Yeah, and uh, we have to be cognizant of that. And here's a man who lived the who who lived that life for a period yeah. of time. He knows what it was like. I, I will never forget uh, one of the presidents of this chapter, even before I became associated with the chapter. I used to be a reporter and covered it. Uh, was from Austria, and uh, he was talking about something called Kristallnacht, uh, which was in 1938. And he said, we, we went to bed and everything was fine, and the next day it was too late to do something. The, the Nazis had, mm-hmm. had overtaken, and all the freedoms were gone, and if you were Jewish, the doors were closed. But what happened is, supposedly, and, and Germany was considered very intellectually... Uh, progressive mm-hmm. country, yeah. and again, so many smart people went stupid. But but what I'm saying is, we see the we see the so-called storm clouds. They're out there. We see what's happening in the country in the world. Uh, as we were just taking talking about the Christians, the Jews who who want to observe their religion freely, we see the the restrictions, the limitations, the ostracization, uh, and even the violence and attacks. And so. People are sitting back again um, after example after example of what happens when you sit back and do nothing or again sitting back and do nothing. And one of the hallmarks of ZOA nationally and locally is that we do uh, to steal steal the name of your show. We don't back down. We don't back down. We do stand up and fight back. Yeah, I I know you do a lot of stuff on campuses, too. Uh, You have a huge group of young people because I've been at some of those events in which they, they stand up and they, they stand up for their, their traditions, their religion, their belief system on campuses, which has become more and more of a violent place for these people. Well, actually, right now the front line is on K-12 through schools. Uh, I, as I tell people, colleges are, are optional. No one forces someone to go to college, and you really do have a choice. But in, in a lot of places, you're, you're forced to go to the local public school, uh, you know, except for those who homeschool, uh, it's compulsory. You don't have an option. Uh, and and they've become indoctrination centers for Jew hatred. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, uh, we're, I, we're coming up close to our uh, break at the half hour for commercials. So why don't you tell everybody how they can get in touch with the Greater Philadelphia ZOA, Zionist Organization of America, to either find out more about the 2023 gala, which will be on September 7, 2023, here at the Philadelphia Hilton, which you can get, literally see and, from and, the window. And get to meet me and Diane. You'll and get to meet Stan meet in Diane. person. I'll be acting as security for Stan that <laughs> right, night. Right, right. Uh, he will be my consigliere. Uh, absolutely. Oh, I'm not, that, every day I'm the consigliere. So why don't, why don't you tell everyone how Thank they you. can find out about this, get tickets, and, and, and maybe so, an ad book ad. Thank you. So our phone number is 610-660-9466. I'll repeat that. 610-660-9466. And our email address is the word office, that's O-F-F-I-C-E, at Z-O-A-P-H-I-L-L-Y. Dot org. That's office at Z-O-A-P-H-I-L-L-Y dot org. We have lots of pages to fill, so you can congratulate and thank Stan and Diane. And they really do deserve your thanks, not just congratulations. And I appreciate that, Stan. And, and also to come and, and be there in person to see it, them and our honorees, all of our honorees, get their rewards. It's a great night. It's a fun night, great feud, inspiring speeches, camaraderie. Uh, and please great, join us. And it's a great way 
to get and, to meet people of your community, all yeah, people. Yeah, and, and we're a great organization that does important work. And so it's thank open you. to everybody. This is not limited to Jewish people or Christian people. Anybody who wants to attend should. It's going to be quite an experience. I've Absolutely. been to these before, and they're always, they're always a good time. So thank you for joining us on the Don't Back Down show. Steve Feldman, the executive director of the Greater Philadelphia ZOA. And everybody remember, the gala is September 7th, 2023, at the Hilton Philadelphia on City Avenue. Um, and our own Stan Casaccio and Diane Casaccio will be honored there that mm-hmm. night. And I'm great. looking forward to it. And now to our sponsor. Mortgage rates have not affected home buying activity. It's a great time to sell your home. Even with higher mortgage rates, buyer traffic is actually picking up speed. Diane Cardano here from the Cardano team reporting home showing traffic is up and has been over the last 12 months. All this is happening as mortgage rates increase. Buyers are coming out of the woodwork looking for a home. In Philly, the Burbs, or even in New Jersey, home sale prices are soaring right now. I just sold a home for $70,000 over the listed price. This is due to low inventory, rates leveling out, and buyers are disgusted with the rise in rents all over town. They want the dream of home ownership, a place to call their own. Call me, Diane Cardano, to get a sold sign on your lawn in one day. And don't worry, I will hire a professional photographer to take beautiful, eye-catching photos of your home. And I will not use my cell phone. And I'll put thousands of dollars in your pocket overnight. Let's connect. Call 215-576-8666 or go to DianeCardano.com. I pay for all his health care and I buy everything he eats. I provide him with a place to live just to keep him on the streets. For our listeners who own or manage large commercial properties, Roofing Dynamics Group. Have you ever had any roofing issues? Do you even know the true condition of your roof? Roofing is something that you don't think about until you have a problem, and by then it's too late to avoid costly repairs or replacements. Did you know that nearly every large flat roof has a leak at some point? Whether from a severe storm or age, even a small leak can have devastating effects on your building and its occupants. With so much at stake, be proactive and call Roofing Dynamics Group, the trusted advisor you need to tell you the true condition of your roof. Utilizing modern technology such as infrared scans, moisture probes, and even drone scans, Roofing Dynamics can pinpoint immediate problems before they become huge problems with precise accuracy. They can evaluate just how long your commercial roof will last and provide recommendations and budgets that will save you money. For a free preliminary survey of your commercial roof, call Roofing Dynamics at 215-491-9000 and ask for Audrey or visit them online at www.roofingdynamics.com. That's 215-491-9000 or online at www.roofingdynamics.com. And I just wanted to mention something to you. You know, with all these storms that we've had and trees falling down and everything else, uh, you know, what those dam- what those branches can do to a, uh, a roof, a flat roof, they can puncture and everything else. So now's a good time to call them just to survey, especially if you've had yeah. a lot of wind damage in your area. No doubt. It looks like Don Belushi, some uh, guy named Don Belushi. Don Belushi is uh, here right now. Uh, so... Uh, Don, you're on the phone. By the way, the check's in the mail. <laughs> oh, is that why he's calling? How's it going, guys? Okay. Hi, Don. Now, I'm actually calling because uh, I was listening to your conversation with Andy Meehan, who has been a champion on all this stuff. He's still here, but, so uh, don't say anything mean. I, I never say anything mean about Andy. He's, he's uh, one of the few people that have the guts to actually speak up. That's right. Um, but... 
quite honestly, uh, if you guys, you know, talking about the purge in the Republican Party, Josh Prince, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, and then we had him out to uh, an event that uh, Chesco United had, has been on top of this thing, and he's actually wrote six op-eds on his blog about this particular thing uh, with them, with these committee uh, people trying to purge people from the commit from their committees, these chairs. And I just wanted to, to clarify something because Andy mentioned uh, Chester County, and Josh has actually been in contact with Rafi Tarazon, who is the chair of the Chester County Committee on this specific issue of removing people. And I think it's important for people to realize that Raffi has gotten back to Josh. They've been back and forth. And no committee people in Chester County are being removed. Uh, Raffi Raffi, um, sent a look in communications with Josh has stated that all they were doing was investigating, which they are required to do under their bylaws uh, that they have. They did investigate it, and they've come to the conclusion that nothing was done to warrant removal of these committee people, uh, you know, the, what was going on with, with, with uh, sample ballots or whatever the case may be. Uh, I believe that if it wasn't for the fact that Josh interjected himself into this that those people may have been removed i don't know that for a fact i've dealt with raffi i find him to be an honorable guy he was very helpful with uh, doug mastriano's campaign in chester county uh but i just wanted to make sure that the record was clear that josh had been in personal communications with raffi and none of the committee people in Chester County are being removed. Well, well Don, Be- Don to- Beichel Jr., I just want to let you know that I represent one of those committee people who um, very well know. I can say her name. It's Donna Ellingson. Uh, she's very active yes. in the community. She she does a great job educating people on their rights, how to run for office, so many different things, works closely with the Bucks County group, right for Bucks, the rest of the – she's just excellent – and it would be very nice if Rafi would take the time to send us a note saying that they're not trying to remove her because the investigation's not over. The hearing did not take place, but the investigation, as far as we know, is not over at this point. So uh, if Rafi's listening to the show, please let us know for a fact that you're not intending to remove Donna. Yeah, I, again, I'm just I'm relaying to you what Josh specifically said, that he he took the time to personally call Rafi so he could get it right from his mouth, basically from the horse's mouth. And Josh says that as far as he, as far as what Raffy is relaying to him is that none of the committee people in Chester County are being removed. Oh, and That's by the good. way, this is Don Beichel Jr., not Don Belushi. Yeah, it's Don Beichel Jr. And yes. Don, why don't you put in a plug for your own show, which which is every Friday from twelve to one, correct? Uh, uh, twelve to two, actually, oh. and uh, it's the concern. Yeah, conservative voice, and um, and again, we. In fact, I'm going to try to have Josh on again this Friday, you know, so we can talk about this some more because this is, if you guys know, this is something uh, I had my own run-ins like Andy has with Pat Poprick, uh during the Mastriano campaign. Um, she was a little perturbed that I called her out that they weren't doing enough to help Doug Mastriano, you know, in his quest for governor. Uh, but you know, hey, it is what it is, and you know. You need to own what you do and what you don't do. And, uh, you know, so uh, anyway, um, 
Okay. You know, I think it's important that we keep the pressure up on these committee these committee chairs. This guy from Cumberland County is out of control, uh, removing seven people uh, because they had the audacity to to, to uh, support somebody in the primary, which you were entitled to do by the state bylaws, and the state bylaws supersede any county bylaws. That's a fact. And uh, Sam Fideas has is, is, uh, been in contact with Lawrence Tavis. He just sent him a second letter telling him he's got to get you know involved in this because these com these committee chairs are out of control. Well, thank thanks for that. Uh, it, this is throughout all the different counties, so we definitely need this uh, cleansing yep. routine that we're going through that Andy started, and we're thankful that. I want to do. I want to bring on um, Liz Ferry, who's running for commissioner in Montgomery County. And I know, uh, Liz, you're on the air, and I wanted you to get a moment to uh, 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 to talk about what you've been doing because I know you've been, you know, going out and doing door to door almost every day, at least a couple hours every day, and you're meeting the people on a one to one basis. And uh, yep. how is that going? You know, it's going really well, uh, Stan, and um, and Tom and I have been out every night at different community events uh, during the day, meeting with different groups, um, you know, different associations, but also uh, people from, from different ethnic groups to talk to them um, and get the vote out there. Um, and yeah, I've been going door to door every day, uh, at least a couple hours just to hear from voters and getting a very good response. Um, and I think the issues that you always talk about so well on your show have really resonated with, you know, even people in Upper Dublin um, who, who we don't think of as conservative voters all the time. But issues like uh, high crime. Um, and we know that, um, you know, this report came out recently that really talked about um, the level of crime that is occurring now in Montgomery County, about a 22 percent increase, larceny, burglary. And so, you know, Montgomery County um, is, uh, you know, keep Philadelphia out of Montgomery County is one of the sort of the, the taglines we keep hearing. Um, and we heard that, I think you've covered this as well, that Ben Salem, uh, uh, Director of Public Safety, came out complaining about how the crime in Philadelphia is leaking into Ben Salem. Well, it's happening in Montgomery County. Mm -hmm. um, and so people are really concerned about that. And the county is encouraging um, under Valor Kush and carried on by Ken Lawrence and, and his cohort uh, to continue to support efforts to let criminals walk and uh, reduced bail against the district justices um, uh, issues. And the other issue we're hearing about now is uh, people out on probation, Stan. So we're hearing that uh, if they violate probation, uh, I have to look more into this and would appreciate your help too, but it looks like they're asking um, that that, that, that uh, bail when they're arrested on probation uh, be reduced and then they get, they, get, they get off and they don't have to go back to jail. So repeat offenders, again, even on probation, getting a light, uh, light uh, and lenient um, um, time. So the, I think crime is an issue we're hearing about. Of course, uh, you know, the kitchen table issues of inflation and budget and the amount of money the county is spending. Um, you know, the county's just, they're hiring another administrative person. Um, the, the three top administrative people make almost a million dollars. Um, so just a lot of waste at the county level. They're not showing up to work. We're hearing that. Um, so, you know, that's one of the issues we're, Tom and I are talking about with Jamila and Neil, 
who we're running against, uh, they're going to keep their full-time jobs. And Tom and I are committed to work every day um, on behalf of the residents, not, not take another job. This is our full-time job. We're not running for any other office while we're there. And that's true of all the row officers, highly qualified group of individuals. I know you've had Ed Moyan um, and, and Cheryl Bonavita, who's running, uh, Doug Hager, really qualified, smart, honest, good people. It's a great ticket, and I really encourage people uh, to please, please come out and vote uh, November 7th. We've got to vote, and there's a great chance we could take back the courthouse if we really come out. And we've looked at the numbers, and we think it's doable. Uh, one of the things that the Democrats love to do, they love to pack the uh, uh, the administrative offices with all kind of people so that they will contribute to yeah. the campaigns. So, uh, you know, the, the taxpayer money is being used to uh, fund some of these campaigns to, to keep uh, their power base. Uh, and it's time to uh, uh, one party rule has got to end and we've got to we've got to switch things around. So, Liz, I appreciate right. you. Anytime you have an issue, you give me a call. We can get you up here on and i know you'll be working hard how, how do people get a hold of you thank you yes uh so i have a, a website it's uh www.fairy2023.com uh, uh, and you can call me at 215-356-8252 and happy to talk to you about any issues and tom has a site as well it's debello d-i-b-e-l-l-o 2023.com uh, where you can get in touch with him via email, and we both have Facebook pages as well. So hope you'll check us out and uh, and let us know. And if you're looking for an opportunity to volunteer, we'd love to have you. Yeah, and one of the things that I know both Tom and, and Liz are in favor of is no more one minute that you can ask a question. In fact, uh, you're gonna right. uh, you're gonna have some give and take at the uh, open form section where people are given about five minutes, and you will answer questions because nobody answers questions <laughs> up there at all. They they just stare at you as right. if you're somebody from the moon or something like that. So uh, you will find that with Liz and Tom, you will find you will have a open discussion, an open, transparent group of people that will work hard to, uh, to get your taxes down, to uh, protect your communities, and do all the right things. Liz, thanks so much for yep. calling. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna bring, Thank you, Stan. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring uh, Diane on the air. We'll, you got a couple minutes, Diane? Real quick. Hi, hey guys. Hi, Diane. Yeah, real quick. How are you doing? You want to tell uh, everybody about is... my hole in one? No, go ahead. Yeah, right. to... I didn't see it, so I don't think it's true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God! God. <laughs> no, you kidding. just want to keep having those parties. So. <laughs> right, 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 right. There you go. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to say that you know, the rates going up, and you, you know, when people say, "Well, what's going on with the sales?" You know, it's funny how the rates affect showings. Or, you know, rates go up, less people want to see houses, but it didn't affect sales. I mean, it was just crazy, and prices went up. So you know, if you're thinking of selling, this is a, a great time to sell. This is, you know, right, rates are not affecting anything. Like people feel, people, I talk to people all the time, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to sell now. The interest rates are too high. I'm like, what? This is, there's still a lot of people out looking. I mean, you put a house on the market, put a house on the market for 450 I get 610 I mean, 510 It's crazy. So... I just want right now for people to think about if they're going on the market next year, this is a great time to call me. So, this Diane, do you, do you think that that's because there's a shortage of inventory? Uh, there's not that many houses available, so demand is still high even though interest rates are climbing? Yeah, the, the inventory is 
very low, and that, of course, is affecting us. And it's, our inventory is 28% less than last year, and last year was the lowest it's ever been, ever. So we're, we're probably like running about 45% less than what, before COVID, which is a lot. And so with like 20, half as many homes on the market. And with 22 million people coming into the country overnight, guess what? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. You know, yes, this, this is what we're talking about. No, so... I, we appreciate your, well, ha, well, she's got to say how to get in touch with oh, her. Oh, yeah, you got to get in touch yeah. with you, yeah. Liz, Liz sounds awesome. I, got, I, I can't wait for her to, to get into, and her Tom to get into the office and so if somebody can at least, at least in Stan will come back from the meetings and say, someone at least listen to me. <laughs> he always complains about them not listening. They don't but, listen. Um, yeah, if you want to get a hold well, of me, just say, yeah, call dianenow.com is the easiest way. And you get put okay. right into your schedule and everything else automatically. Right in my schedule. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm golfing, you won't be able to call me. Only if I'm not golfing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Diane, for your anyway, update. Thanks, guys. Great Appreciate show. Appreciate it. Uh, right. Keep it going. Keep it going. All right. See you. Bye-bye. All right. Liz Deal, what do we have coming up in uh, next week's show and thereafter? Well, next week's show, we have Josh Hammer, and we can't wait. Uh, you don't want to miss this one. Josh is a senior editor at large of Newsweek. Uh, where he also hosts the Josh Hammer Show podcast and writes a weekly newsletter, the Josh Hammer Report. He charts a path forward for American conservatism and exposes the woke left. So that'll be next week. Just listen to his podcast the other night. It was great. It's He's a great podcast. Really great. That's going to be a good one. And I, I wanted to throw out there: Is Andy Meehan still on the phone? Andy Meehan is still on. I just wanted to. Andy Meehan has put together an amazing, uh, three amazing events to help you, the voter, to be educated, to know what's going on, where to go, how to get involved, three. I just wanted to mention them. Uh, The first one uh, is September 16th at the Trump Store, and Ben Salem is that, from 12 to 4. And then there's another one, uh, September 30th from 12 to 4. Uh, Do you know what? I forget where that was. But you could go on. Thank you. And then October 14th in Perkasie at Menlo Park. But go on rightforbucks.com, and you can find the information and get involved. Thanks, Liz. Yep, we're uh, we're we're combining uh, entertainment and education, and we're encouraging people who want to get involved, who are fed up. They see what's going on in the world. They want to do something about it. Uh, we have a productive way for them to do that by running for open uh, Republican committee seats in Bucks County and in other places um, that need to be filled, so we can you know make the changes in our communities that that we need, so that the people get put back in charge and not uh, not these people who've anointed themselves and who lured over uh, the Republican Party. Yeah, it, it's time that we don't put our heads down and just think everything's going to be okay. we got to get our heads up in the air and look around us and take advantage and, and make sure we, our voices are heard because you can't keep your head down and have a great government and a great country. So, uh, Andy, appreciate that. And don't forget, the 23rd of September, we need the song. All right. Oh, I thought you were going to say save the date too. Because oh, yeah, save, save the, the date. date. Save the date. That's going to be at the Fuge. We think we're we don't planning know that. for that. We don't have it guaranteed yet, but it will be in a convenient location in Bucks County, and we want everybody to come. Yes, everybody to come, and we'll be glad to sign autographs. Well, Mark Hawk will be our <laughs> guest speaker, and we'll probably have other candidates there too. Yeah. And for those on the fringes of the uh, the Delaware Valley that might pick up this signal, uh, there's also another event going on in Hamburg, PA, which is Sam Fattis' PA Patriot Coalition Group. 
And I believe uh, that, uh, you know, maybe even Scott Perry and Mark are going to be there. Um, the Right for Bucks band will be performing. There's going to be some great speakers there. So for those of you on uh, maybe upper Montgomery County, Berks County, uh, uh, that, you know, uh, are not going to make it down to some of the events that we have uh, in lower Bucks County, uh, that's an option for you. You know, I'd like to, um, uh, TJ, could you play um, cut number seven real quick? So um, uh, Bill Mather, um, had, Bill Mayer, uh, Bill, Bill Mayer, Bill May had an interesting comment, and I'm hoping that uh, TJ can find that real quick. Number seven, I think, is on the list. Cut it's number. again the same principle as I was saying before about like the reverse of what liberalism really is. Liberalism is for the sake of humanity and compassion. Can we get these people off the streets? And woke is, how dare you ask them to move? This is their home. They have rights. No, it's not. We, there's got to be, there's easily a better solution to this. Being but instead, they put them in hotels? That's your answer? Hotels? Could everybody just stop the posturing? Don't pretend that you love migrants so much, and then when we send them to you, you don't like them. You know, mm-hmm. you're full of <laughs> shit, and we can see that. I'm glad they bleep. That. Yeah, you liked them when it wasn't your problem because you're not a border state. <laughs> and then when they show up in Chicago and New York, you're like, what the fuck is what going on? With these people? Kim Douglas. Tr- well, we found out how he really feels. Actually, I know Bill Mayer is becoming a conservative. Well, well, actually, he's becoming a very common sense liberal, which Jack Kennedy was. Robert Kennedy Jr. is to a certain degree. Uh, this is this is the old Democratic Party is what he's advocating, and is it's completely gone from the Democratic Party today. These people are absolutely out to lunch. They're so they well, they're to, woke. You know, they're making a case that people are dying because of heat. But yes, statistics show more people die from cold weather than they do from from uh, hot weather. They had nothing to say when they came over the border. Uh, They didn't get checked out, you know, forced the vaccines on us, but not them. But they're worried about the heat. Oh, yeah, bringing all this uh, disease. I mean, there's there's polio's coming back. All these things that we've been inoculated against, these people are coming back. Yeah, they want to talk about the heat. Get some windmills. And get some windmills. So I wanted to do a quick news rundown. I have all these articles here. We're running running out of time, but I just want to hit something. Go ahead. The Bidenomics, the Biden economy... Moody's just downgraded 10 banks, including big banks like M&T. Their credit rating's coming down. The country's credit rating is coming down. The Biden administration has spent $2.35 billion. But wait a minute, inflation. With the Taliban, since we gave them all that equipment. Yeah, well, they have to figure out how to run it, so they have to train them. Um, (laughs) It's unbelievable. But they said, well, inflation is coming down. But, of course, it's coming down from, what, 8 to three or five or to five or something like that. So the inflation is not really down because under uh, Trump, it was like zero. (laughs) Well, it's down from the 16 percent that it was a few months ago. So they can claim it's down, but it's not down. And the only thing that's down is the value of a dollar. That's down. And the fact that you can't live. And our borders, they're down. So uh, the other thing is the uh, Fauci, uh, the journal, uh, this journal is uh, urging a, a retraction of the Fauci-backed paper claiming natural origin of COVID-19. 
So they're finally catching up that all these articles, all these things that they were telling us about masks, about COVID, everything else has been a lie. And these are the people that you're believing when they when they talk about Trump or anything else like that. These people are making stuff up and they have no business to be in charge. Absolutely. Well, the not House Oversight Committee also just released the banking records yeah, proving that. the 20 billion, 20, excuse me, 20 million in payments to the Biden crime family. Uh, but but the Democrats are coming back and saying this must be Russian disinformation. Yeah, you're right. Even though it's on his laptop and in the bank. So these are the things that we have to deal with. So when you hear the, all this posturing, these reporters, I, I just don't get these reporters having no curiosity uh, to look into any of these things at all. It's, it's uh, again, a form of rigging elections. We, we are living through the worst of times, and uh, I think we should find one of the better songs to take us out, Stan. What do you think? My dog is a Democrat. What do you want to play? Uh, I, I like, no, 81 million votes, my butt. Oh, I think that's really good. That's the one, because take right, us T- out. PJ, cue it up, and you are listening to Don't Back Down, the Don't Back Down show with Stan Cassaccio and, and, we'll and Andy Tuttleman and Liz Deal, and we'll be back with you next week on Wednesday from 1 to 3 here on WWDB, 860 AM. Right now. Pissed off an already pissed off woman. 81 million votes, my.